Hi, I'm Alyssa Milano, and this is Sorry Not Sorry. The United States Postal Service is under attack from our own government. Donald Trump, terrified of a landslide loss, is manipulating the mail to make it harder to vote. And his new postmaster general is a nightmare. Louis DeJoy has financial holdings in post office contractors and competitors and has been sabotaging the post office's ability to sort and deliver mail in a timely fashion. I've asked New York Congresswoman Carolyn Maloney here to talk about it. Carolyn is the chairwoman of the House Oversight Committee, which has jurisdiction over the post office. She is a champion for the Equal Rights Amendment and my good friend. President Trump is not backing down from his feud with the United States Postal Service. He's now installing a well-known loyalist to enact his vision. Louis DeJoy will take over the agency in mid-June. DeJoy is a fundraiser for the Republican National Convention. If you've seen delays in your mail or no mail at all, you're not the only one. People are asking, what's the holdup after waiting days or even weeks to see packages delivered? Tonight, a backlog of undelivered mail is piling up in post offices around the country. Now, with widespread use of mail-in ballots expected in November because of the coronavirus, workers are blaming the new postmaster general. President Trump sending off accusations that he's trying to sabotage the U.S. Postal Service, saying he has never encouraged the postmaster general to slow down mail delivery. He admitted on national television that he was blocking the $25 billion in order to hobble mail-in voting. They're not going to approve a big bill, a bigger bill, and they're not going to have the $3.5 billion for the universal mail-in votes. How can you have those votes? My name is Congresswoman Carolyn Maloney, and I'm fighting to save the postal services. Sorry, not Sorry. Congresswoman Maloney, I want to dive right in about the Postal Service. It appears that the new head of the Postal Service, Louis DeJoy, is making some pretty drastic changes at the service immediately before an election where many people will want to vote by mail due to COVID. Can you just give us a rundown of exactly what's happening here? I tell you, it's a challenge for all of us. We have to stop his disgraceful actions that slowed down the delivery of mail in every major category from either 6% to 10%. And it was because of his actions since he took over the job. I got to tell you, Alyssa, if it was a CEO in any other company, they would have been out the door by now. But I am getting reports across the country about this slowdown. I put in a bill to reverse his actions, to stop the removal of the sorting machines that can sort 30,000 pieces of mail in one hour. But he's junking them, throwing them in closets. We've seen them thrown out into the garbage cans, put into closets. We want the sorting machines back. He's been taking out mailboxes. They have been slowing down the delivery, the amount of times that a truck can leave a sorting plant to go to the delivery plants. 
And we were alerted from veterans, seniors. They weren't getting their medications, their mail, their business interests, or their letters from their children or grandchildren. So it was an absolute disaster personified. Speaker Pelosi called an emergency, almost unheard of meeting of the Congress to come back on a Saturday to pass my legislation, which we did with bipartisan support. 26 Republicans voted for it even though they told me their leadership was really beating up on them and telling them not to, but they had to for their rural communities, for the constituents that they cared about. And so that happened. Then we had a hearing on Monday. There was a hearing on Friday in the Senate where he said there was no problem. It was just a dip in service. But then we got this internal report from the Postal Service that showed these documented with clear data, these slowdowns and how it was hurting people across the country. At our hearing, confronted with the internal documents, he did admit that it wasn't a dip in service, but it was massive. It was across this country and it was hurting people. So his actions caused this. We are trying to reverse it. And you framed it right. It's right before a very consequential election, but equally important, it's in the worst pandemic. And you know about it firsthand that many, many people are coping with the problems of the pandemic, the problems of the illness. And now on top of it, They have a real scandal, I would say, and crisis with the delivery of their mail. It's unheard of. And I'll just say that it's in our Constitution. It's a pillar of our democracy. Postal service should be there for everyone. It ties this country together. And I see it as political manipulation by the Trump administration and the Postal Service. And it's got to stop. The Postal Service is a critical component of America's infrastructure. It provides a lifeline of medication, supplies, and mail for all Americans everywhere they live, especially in this time of need. It's really unbelievable. You mentioned the Constitution, and you chair the House Oversight Committee. Can you tell me what role that committee has in regard to the Postal Service and the Postmaster General? The Oversight Committee is a very important committee because it is the investigators. We investigate waste, fraud, and abuse and harm in our country, such as deliberately messing with the post office. It also has jurisdiction over the post office. It's in our jurisdiction. And we are one of the few committees that has subpoena power. And I am working as we speak on subpoenas for the documents for this and how it happened. DeJoy said that he had an analysis that this would speed up the delivery of mail and help and it would not slow down the mail. Well, I want to see this analysis. If it said it wouldn't cause a problem, then it was total incompetence. And if the analysis was that it would slow down the mail, then it's absolutely criminal, in my opinion. I want to know how he was selected in the first place. He's already under an IG investigation for conflict of interest for mishandling his financial dealings. He has invested deeply in the competitors of the post office. There has been an effort, a very ill-advised one, by some Republicans to privatize the post office, which I think is a terrible decision and would really hurt hard-to-reach people 
in rural areas, their cost of mail would go up dramatically. Now, one of the great values of the post office, whoever you are, you have a postal stamp, 55 cents, that document, that envelope, that piece of mail can go anywhere in the country, three blocks or 3,000, Alaska, all for the same 55 cents that allows us to stay connected to our families, our friends, and as a nation. Well, DeJoy told your committee and the public in general that certain activities like the removal of mailboxes and sorting machines would stop until after the election. The U.S. Postal Service is discarding hundreds of high-speed mail sorting machines from processing facilities months before the demand for mail-in ballots is expected to surge. It's disheartening to all of us. It's difficult for us to do our job and do it efficiently and the way that we want to do it when we continually have these barriers put up in front of us. It's also removing some of its iconic blue mailboxes from streets across the country. Concern is rising for the cash-strapped federal agency. The president has railed against it, and postal unions fear mail is intentionally being slowed. News reports seem to indicate that these activities continued, especially in swing states and Democratic precincts. Did he lie to the committee? Does he think that we're all dumb? Is there some other explanation? What is happening? Well, we're getting those same reports, too, and we have to verify them, trust and verify, as they say. But he says he stopped it. At least that's one step forward. He said that he will stop the directive on overtime so that people can receive overtime during the mail-in ballot period, which is very important. And he made a number of concessions, but he did not say that it would put Humpty Dumpty back together again. So we have sorting machines, as I said, that can move a phenomenal amount of mail quickly. It would take many, many people to do that type of work, and they're understaffed at the post office. They've lost roughly 70 lives, and I've been reported that 40,000 have been quarantined or sick with COVID because they interact as essential workers on the front line. So we're trying to get this information. We're trying to subpoena some of this information. But another attack on our part for the public is to get it reinstated, turn on the sorting machines help the people, the postal workers, process the mail in a timely fashion. And we know soon there will be an onslaught of mail-in ballots because many people do not feel comfortable going to the polls. We have many options in New York, where I'm from. We can have an absentee mail-in ballot. We can go and do early voting, or we can vote on election day. I am urging everyone to vote at least two weeks before the election so that the postal workers have time to process that mail and get that vote counted. Vote early and get your vote counted. So I'm urging everyone to do that. DeJoy and his financial ties to postal service, contractors and competitors, it clearly doesn't serve the American people, right? But is this conflict of interest legal? 
Well, there's suits about it. I know that New York's AG has filed a suit over it, and other AGs across the nation are taking the battle to court, but sometimes the courts move slowly. So I feel that the American people should urge the Senate to pass my Delivering for America Act, which would halt by law the removal of any of these services for the people. But I am going to be working to get them reinstated either through the Board of Governors or through legislation so that we can get these services back in place for people. It's just outrageous. All of the issues that we have to fight, for example, COVID, what a terrible challenge. Everybody in America is working for answers and we don't have the answer. We don't have the vaccine. We don't even have the treatment. We really don't even understand why it affects so many different people in different ways. That's one example that we don't have an answer to. The post office, we have the answer, fund it. Earlier this year, the Postal Service asked Congress to help. They asked us for $25 billion in critical assistance to help navigate through this crisis, just like all these other industries did, businesses and entities who received federal funds from Congress. This was not a Democratic request. It came from the Postal Service. In response to this urgent request, The House acted. The House said yes. We acted swiftly to help the Postal Service. We voted to include $25 billion in the HEROES Act, and we passed it on May 15th. Unfortunately, the President would not agree, and the request has languished for more than three months. Their own Board of Governors said funded at $25 billion. That just makes up how much they've lost during this COVID crisis. And my bill, Delivering for America, calls for the funding and also reversing all of these terrible steps that he's taken to slow down the mail. It just makes me crazy. We have the answer. We just need a government that listens to the American people. And I think the American people should reach out to their senators, and especially Leader McCollum, and say, pass the Delivering for America Act and pass the funding for the post office. Let's talk about your own recent election. It didn't have a declared winner for about a month because of the number of mail-in ballots that were received. I mean, that's terrifying. With the prospect of more Americans voting from home this fall, new concern that Election Day could stretch well beyond November 3rd as the coronavirus sends states scrambling to offer safe alternatives to voting at the polls. Many are now expanding absentee or mail-in voting options. If there's a strong absentee ballot uh, preference this time around, it may be election week. If recent primaries are any indication, final results could be delayed. What effect on the November election can we expect to see because of DeJoy's shenanigans? It is a wake-up call that the Board of Elections and the Post Office have to be staffed and ready for an influx of considerable mail. Just to give an example, my election on Election Day, 35,000 people, and I won on Election Day. It then went to 65,000 roughly mail-in ballots, each of which had to be opened. As you know, I represent three boroughs. So the counting process had to go not only from Manhattan, but to Brooklyn and to Queens. And they weren't just counting my race. They were counting the entire city of New York. So I was lumped in with the entire city of New York. They did not 
end counting the entire city of New York, including me, until six weeks after the election. But the way you address this is that you fund the Postal Service, you certainly keep the mailboxes in place, you have the sorting machines, and you're moving the mail. I do feel like there is a lot of concern also about the fact, especially from the advocacy groups and the activists, where we are trusted to put out correct information. It is so difficult to put out information when every single state has different rules and regulations on what needs to happen as far as absentee ballots, mail-in votes, whether or not you need an ID when you show up to vote. And it feels as though we are all scrambling and we're, what, 20 days before early voting begins? And I just wish this all wasn't such an afterthought and that we could figure out a way to get information to the American people so that they know exactly what they need and what they need to do in order to vote and have their vote counted. And I also feel like it's done this way because they want to scare people away from voting. They want this to be complicated. They, meaning the GOP, wants this to be complicated. It's their way of ensuring that we can't get the information out. It's another way for them to suppress the vote. And it feels like something so important, like the post office, something so essential to how our country works, that people just need to be held accountable for this mess that they've put us in. Is there anything to that effect in the works? What can we expect from Congress? What are we going to do to fix this? Well, first, we passed my bill, which funded the post office and reversed the terrible procedures that they put in place that slowed down the mail. We need to pass that in the Senate. We try to educate the public. Now, the president has taken the really strange position of being against mail-in ballots and calling them fraud and this, that, and the other. And Even though he votes by yeah, mail-in ballots. Yeah, he and his wife vote by mail. And many people vote by mail. In fact, 12 states vote by mail and have for a long time. So it's not anything new. New York State now said everybody can vote by mail and have an absentee ballot. It used to be you had to have an excuse, a major excuse. Now, the fact that you have COVID concerns, crisis concerns, everyone can vote by mail and ballot. And we had a huge influx of ballots. But all I can say, everybody should vote, either vote in person. Many states now have early voting. I voted early voting. And when I went, there was hardly anyone there. It wasn't any of the social distancing challenges. But then always you have this mail-in vote also as one way to make your vote count. The main thing is to remember to vote and vote early so that your mail-in vote is counted. And if you're going to go to the polls, I think it's super, super important to remember that you might be there for a long time and you should just prepare for that because there are poll worker shortages this election cycle, which is because most poll workers are in their 70s and they're afraid to come out and work the polls when there's a pandemic. And I don't blame them. So we also need young people to volunteer. Actually, you get paid to be a poll worker. And you could go to pollheroes.org if anyone is interested, young, healthy, or anyone that actually has the antibodies. It would be so great. It would be such a great civic duty to go and work the polls. I agree. We should reach out to our constituents, especially young people, and try to get them to come in and work the polls because we need them. We really do. So here's a hypothetical for you. What happens if on November 4th, 
Donald Trump declares victory because in-person voting favored Republicans because he's convinced everyone that they shouldn't have to socially distance, they shouldn't have to wear masks, they don't need to be afraid of this pandemic, while mailed ballots are still being received and counted. He can say whatever he wants. He always says whatever he wants, but it's not the truth. It will not be decided until every ballot is counted. New policies at the U.S. Postal Service are causing backlogs, and workers warn mail-in ballots for November's election could be impacted. Some of the policies include banning overtime pay and shutting down sorting machines early. Postmaster General Louis DeJoy says he implemented them to cut costs. DeJoy is a supporter of President Trump, who has donated millions to the GOP. Every ballot has to be counted and it will be counted. And hopefully they will be better prepared and the sorting machines will have helped move the mail quickly and people have been able to do it. It is a challenge. It's a huge challenge. As I said, New York State passed a number of bills to sort of ease and educate the public about how to vote by mail. And I assume other states are doing the same thing. But some people estimate that 75% of the people will vote by mail. So it's going to be a huge influx. So we have to be ready for that. And hopefully the mail system will move it more quickly through the system and that the Board of Elections will be able to process it more quickly. I'm sure that they are working on ways to speed up their process. Do you think that DeJoy is purposely sabotaging the expediency of mail and the processing of mail to help Donald Trump win the election? I think that he is definitely sabotaging the mail system. Why would anyone come in with harmful directives that slow down the mail? That's what his directives did. By all accounts, it slowed down the mail. And it was massive. It was across this country in every state. And it is hurting people. We are in the midst of trying to reverse that. And I've passed legislation that does that. All of your listening public should urge their senators to pass that legislation and protect the Postal Service. I do believe it is an act to sabotage the post office. And so by doing, you are hurting the effort by people to vote by mail. I would say that a lot of the statements, particularly by the president, are done to really cast doubts on mail-in ballots. There's been no proof of any type of illegal or stealing votes or any of that that he always tries to put out there. Well, where's the proof? He had this group come in and look at the last election and was supposed to find all this fraud. They never found any fraud. And it's very troubling to me because one of our sacred parts of our democracy is our power to vote. You and I have worked so hard carrying on the work of the suffragettes to ratify the Equal Rights Amendment. We just opened up a beautiful statue on Women's Equality Day. I saw that. It was beautiful. Honoring our founding mothers who worked to empower women. They believed out of the vote would come all other power. 
And our next goal was to be in the Constitution. So, so many people gave their lives for our right to vote. Everyone should use that vote, honor that vote, and vote early to make sure that your vote counts and that it doesn't get swept into a massive amount of mail that the Board of Elections is trying to process at the last minute. And everyone should call their senators and ask for a vote on the Delivering for America Act. My concern is this. He has already sort of foreshadowed that he might contest the election results in interviews that he's done. He's just putting that out there. He's playing on sand. Well, I don't know. We'll have to see. I think we need to be prepared for that. We need to have those discussions. As he's foreshadowing it, we need to foreshadow what our plans will be if that is true. So what is the plan if he says, you know what, this was an illegitimate election and I'm not going anywhere? Do we have a plan? First of all, I hope and believe that Joe Biden will win on election day that people will go to the ballots. I intend to vote in person. I'm going to vote early because there'll be no lines. I urge everyone to vote early in your state if you have that opportunity. And I hope and I believe that there will be more people voting for, I'm calling him President Biden, but it's Vice President Biden, and that on election day, he's a clear winner. It would help to have a landslide victory so that there is no question that he is the clear winner that day and whatever mail comes in afterwards. But we are a system, our election professionals will work very hard to process and count every single legal piece of mail. You know, when they say some ballots were disqualified, they do disqualify if they voted by mail twice or three times, they disqualify them if they're not registered to vote. They disqualify them if they're not on our voting rolls and maybe a visitor trying to vote. So they are disqualified for a number of reasons that are set by the state. So people who are unhappy with disqualified votes, they should go to their state legislature and say, we think everyone should be able to vote, whether they're citizens or not, or just visiting. You shouldn't have to sign Whatever their criteria is, that's where the fight has to be to change that. But we do need to make sure that they are legal votes and valid votes, and that's what the system's working on. But the system can't work on it if they don't get it stamped and moved through the Postal Service. So that's what I'm working on, to make sure that leg works for the American people, is fully funded, and there to serve them. Not only with their mail-in ballots, that's part of it, but they deserve the full attention and support of the post office every single day to get their mail, to conduct their business, to send cards to their grandchildren, to get their medications. It's astonishing number of people, Alyssa, who get their medications. Yeah, my parents, so I know, yeah. Every veteran gets all of their medications through the mail. So it's an absolute critical service for the American people. And on top of it, we have an important election and mail-in ballots have to be treated properly. But It's a large, vast array of services that they provide, and mail-in ballots are part of it, but it needs to be funded for all of these other reasons, too. Carolyn Maloney, Congresswoman Maloney, what a champion for your constituents. Thank you for everything you do. And everyone who's listening, please call your senator. Tell them to support the Delivering for America Act. We have got to solve this in time to hold an election where everyone can participate safely. Thank you, Congresswoman. 
New policies at the U.S. Postal Service are causing backlogs, and workers warn mail-in ballots for November's election could be impacted. Some of the policies include banning overtime pay and shutting down sorting machines early. Postmaster General Louis DeJoy says he implemented them to cut costs. DeJoy is a supporter of President Trump, who has donated millions to the GOP. Neither snow, nor rain, nor heat, nor gloom of night stays these couriers from the swift completion of their appointed rounds. This quote from Herodotus is chiseled above the entrance to the facade of a Manhattan post office. Well, somebody better call a sculptor, because they need to add, but a corrupt president and postmaster general sure can, and it sucks. There is almost nothing more fundamental to our nation than the ability to receive goods and services through the mail. And now, in time of a national crisis, the Postal Service should be a safe way for each of us to make sure our votes are received, counted, and hopefully used to get rid of this nightmare of administration. But we can't promise that. So here's what we can do. And here's what we should do. If you can vote early and it's safe for you to do so, please hand deliver your ballot to a local collection center. Often this will be at your town or city hall, but look at your town's website to confirm or make use of the early voting days your state allows and go and vote in person ahead of election day. If you can't safely deliver your vote in person, that's when you mail it. Make sure you fill it out on the day you receive it and send it back immediately. Don't wait until the last minute or your vote might never count. Listen, Trump is trying to cheat his way to a second term, and there is nothing he won't destroy to get there. And we cannot let him do it. We just can't. So it's going to take a little more vigilance and awareness on our part. We're going to have to work a little harder, but we will and we are going to win. Sorry Not Sorry is executive produced by Alyssa Milano. That's me. Our associate producer is Ben Jackson. Editing and engineering by Natasha Jacobs and music by Josh Cook, Alicia Eagle, and Milo Bugliari. That's my boy. Please subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like the show, please rate, review, and spread the word. Sorry. Not so.